We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Everyone in the chat, yes, we already gave love to the lacrosse team. Shout out to them, Coach Corrigan and um, the entire team, 35 years. Uh, Left was just talking about legacy in Notre Dame. Salute to the Cavanaugh's. Uh, their legacy being cemented started with their older brother, Matt Cavanaugh, playing at Notre Dame and uh, being disappointed with leaving without a championship and just the love that the players, former and present, have for Coach Corrigan. That's That was kind of like Dean Smith finally winning that championship, right? You remember in 82 when Dean Smith finally won that, that championship and it was almost like he was going up against Georgetown, a young up-and-coming team, you weren't sure if they were good enough. Everybody was super excited that he won. And it's just like, I feel that's the same. Like everyone in lacrosse landscape and college lacrosse is very happy. that Coach Corrigan got his championship. I think the young man, if I'm not mistaken, he has the most wins at a school in college lacrosse history. That is, and, yo, I mean, the lacrosse team wasn't even fully funded when he started, didn't have enough scholarships, built up the program, built it up to a point where they're a national contender, multiple disappointments in the tournament, championship games, and to have this team and this magical season I think that point differential they talked about during like the match yesterday, they just came out this year and just bludgeoned teams, just flat out bludgeoned teams for not getting invited to be in the bracket last year. So they were a team on a mission. I think they were challenged by Maryland in overtime. They were challenged in the semifinals by Virginia. That was an amazing comeback to win in overtime. And then, you know, look, 
jumping out to a 6-1 lead, giving them the or Duke coming back. They're the number one. Duke was the number one team in the nation. I mean, it's a good team. They make a strong comeback. They try to break Notre Dame. Notre Dame says no. They reset themselves, and they play a fabulous fourth quarter and just pull away from Duke. And it was exciting to watch. So once again, congratulations to Notre Dame's men's lacrosse, Coach Corrigan, every player, the Kavanaugh's, and what they meant to the lacrosse team, the brothers. It was just absolutely fantastic. And just seeing the the close-knitness of the athletic community on social media during that match with football players, baseball players, everybody. Um, it's amazing. I'm not sure last I heard Notre Dame baseball was waiting to hear if they were getting invited. I know that I actually watched the Wake Forest game. They jumped out early and Wake Forest came back, unfortunately, in the ACC tournament. Uh, Notre Dame really needed that to kind of assure themselves of a spot in the tournament, and they came up a little bit short. So I don't know when the brackets come out. I know they announced the regions, but I have not seen the announcement of the brackets. I might be behind. Yeah, that would be great if Notre Dame football could follow suit. That would be great if they could follow suit and give another natty. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I want to talk about something Nick Saban was asked about NIL recently. Matter of fact, earlier today, and he said, I made the statement. This is from an article in The Athletic. I made this statement years ago and got very criticized for it. Is this what we want college football to become? Once again, this is Alabama head coach, Nick Saban. 
So now it's kind of becoming that, Saban said. I don't think it's going to be a level playing field because some people are showing a willingness to spend more than others. Without talking about Notre Dame, Nick Saban found a way to talk about Notre Dame. It is an unlevel playing field. And it's only unlevel because of the word that he uses in that last sentence. Some people are showing a willingness to spend more than others. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson to a degree because they're having revenue issues with their TV contract and other expenses. But there are some schools that are willing to go ahead and do what they have to do from an NIL standpoint to win. When Nick Saban says some people are showing a willingness to spend more than others, he's talking about Notre Dame. He knows that he knows exactly who he's talking about. He's not talking about Memphis. He's not talking about Tulane. Exactly. He's not talking about Cincinnati. Nick Saban knows exactly. It's like two or three schools that he's talking about. Because it's a thorn in his side, you know. It's a thorn because he would love the luxury of not having to stress his alumni out for more money. Ask for more donations when he's St. Nick. How's St. Nick getting presents, not giving presents? We the real St. Nick. We the one that is bringing joy with good stewardship to college football and got people mad about it. So it's like we're not giving up the Krabby Patty formula if we're Notre Dame on this whole process through the NIL. Personally, I think Notre Dame is playing a long game, banking on the fact that these rules are going to modify this NIL to where teams are going to have to adjust like us. I think the I think NIL is going to turn into an employee situation. Worst case scenario where people are contracted as employees to the school, which is advantageous in the Notre Dame system as it is right now. Yeah. Because your, your scholarship is a year-to-year basis. Let them know, Left. It's, it's not four years, brother. <laughs> you sign that thing every year. Okay, you granted another year at Notre Dame, so – if that's the case, I think Notre Dame is playing the long game where we know where college football is heading in the grand scheme of things and we're just uh-huh. having a system and process built geared for that. And it's going to stand the test of time through the wild, wild west of how NIL is today. Something Saban's going to have to get adjusted to. Kirby Smart's going to have to get adjusted to. Mm-hmm. Because right now how the rules are structured is just kind of crazy. And um, Alabama and Georgia are taking full advantage of it. All the transfer rules are at the same time as recruiting, at the same time as visits, at the same time. Everything is happening at the same time to where it's too crazy. Uh There's no real way to build a team right now. And I think Notre Dame sees this as a testing process, not a lasting process. So all this stuff happening now, Notre Dame's like, look, by 2024, 
all this going to be cut out and y'all going to have to look for ways to get it done like we're getting it done. We already not giving up no bread and we getting recruiting classes because we went through the back way. We got the, the good shiny head coach. It's a good attraction piece, nine and mm-hmm. I. We got the nice shiny stadium, good attraction piece, no NIL. Yeah. We're going to stay competitive on that schedule. Stay independent. Stay uh-huh. getting in the in the in the apparel deals. All not not NIL, by the way. We buffering up the other areas that I think in the long run is gonna pay off for us. And teams are gonna have to adjust to what we're doing once these NIL rules start coming down. Bro. And this is a you know what? This is a perfect question right here. Thank you for staying up late with us, Tim B. Besides Bama and Georgia, who is really succeeding from all this funny money? Georgia and Bama will get top classes either way. Texas A&M stinks, so TCU. It's not the fact that it's making Bama and Georgia even stronger. That's the point. And that's what Nick Saban is telling you. Remember, look, this goes back. The article points this out. They're like, yo, when Nick Saban says something about college football, be warned. 2012, after winning the national championship, Nick Saban said, yo, this spread offense, throw the ball 50, 60 times, is this really where we want college football to go? That's what he said. Of course, he had just won a national championship, put eye formation, <laughs> staunch defense. So he's like, yo, y'all spreading everything. Y'all throwing the ball 40, 50 times, like running 90 plays. Is this where you really want college football to go? And people were like, oh, he's just complaining. You know, he's whining. And he was like, okay, watch me go get all the quarterbacks and receivers then. He was warning you. Like, if that's the way you want to take it, you can take it that way. But watch what I do. Like, go ahead. <laughs> do what you want to how do. Does he, how does he recruit a Devontae Smith in Alabama at that time? What did he What did he tell him? Bro. How did he recruit a, a, a Heisman-level receiver when they were coming out of the I-formation? They didn't have a quarterback there. At the time, Devontae Smith came into school. They didn't have a gunslinger, a guy throwing it 40, 50 times a game. So Nick Saban is, is getting it done in in in, in no matter what the, the circumstances or the weather is. You know, how is he getting a Jerry Judy and a Devontae and a Waddle and a and these are consecutive guys? Now they ain't tight in you now. I ain't seen too many tight ends. You get your OJ Howard. What else? What are the tight ends that Alabama working with? Okay, that's another question. But from a, uh, the 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 positions you need the most to win, Nick Saban gets it done no matter what styles of offenses are going on at the time. I think that's a key trait that he has, and he also controls the narrative of a lot of these things too, because he's the he's the dog on top. Everything trickles down from the effects of what he does in college football. He he puts it out there or, or puts guys on notice on what's coming next, essentially. 
bro. It is. Like, you want to know what NIL is doing? Go look at the recruiting weekend list, the list of players for this weekend that are visiting Athens. There is no way all of those five-star players should be visiting on one weekend. You got Justin Scott, Dominic Rayola, Jeremiah Smith, um, DeMello Jones. It's like 10 five-star kids going to Athens this weekend. It's bananas. <laughs> it's crazy. So those are the type of recruiting weekends that are made possible with NIL. Of course, they won the back-to-back -back championships. And Nick Saban, that's why I said Nick Saban is like Logan Roy. Like Logan Roy season one, episode nine. You know, was like, yo, when I tell you that I'm that I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And that's Nick Saban. When Nick Saban sends out a warning, he's letting you know, I'm about to go dominate. If this is the way you want it to go, okay. I'm about to go dominate that way. And Notre Dame, look, maybe they know something. Maybe this whole NIL marketplace collapses in a few years. Maybe new legislation comes on board that kind of makes it more uniform for everyone. But at this point. At this point, I mean, hey, it's keeping up with the Joneses at this point. So. Our way of keeping up with the Joneses is 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 being able to use Marcus Freeman in the similar way that Alabama uses Nick Saban from a, a daunting influence, uh -huh. except with the resources that we don't have. So that's that's making chicken chicken s word in the chicken salad. But, <laughs> but, but darn it, he's he's the man for the job because he knows he's not going to be there long if he doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost, like, it's almost like uh, it's almost like living with the the Jetsons. So the Jetsons and the Flintstones were around at the same time. Did you know that? As far as you talk about when they were both on TV, yeah, I watched them every day. No, but like the timeline of it, like the actual time of the Jetsons. One was just out of space, and one was. But it was going on at the same time. Yeah. That's kind of Notre Dame and Alabama right now. We're like the Flintstones. Ooh, that's yeah. good, Left. Where that's, we that's, need to okay. be able to update our technology. Yeah, we got some good stuff down here, good foundation. But up there in the sky, they're doing things a little, little updated. And, and it's taking them to new levels. They got flying cars. They living in the clouds. We still messing with the, the wheel. We still got the wheel on our mind. It is good. The wheel's good, but it ain't, it ain't it ain't working for us. Lucky Lefty Podcast. And they leave it up to left to use the Flintstones and the Jetsons to break down Notre Dame and Alabama. <laughs> He's still on the wheel, and the, and the fire is still amazing to us. And it works. It cooks the food. It gets things going. But when it comes to the hey. Jets, they a little bit ahead at a time. Hey, low-key, don't laugh at me because I was a shorty. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. 
Barbie's wife was bad, dude. <laughs> Betty, Betty had it going on, bro. I didn't like Wilma. <laughs> Wilma was kind of mean. Betty had it going on, though. Yeah, Betty had the blue on, right? Yeah. Yeah, Betty was, yeah. yeah. Betty, Betty had it going on on the Flintstones. Yeah. She had it going on, bro. That's right. Down to earth. Very much down to earth. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Pot. <laughs> Marvin Bell said Betty was thick. <laughs> yeah. I could, yeah, yeah. See, that's that's through the eyes. That's through the eyes of like an eight, nine-year-old, bro. Like. Like Betty was all right. Like okay. <laughs> like okay, I see you, Barney. I see you, boy. I see you. Based on something else, man. <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. Oh man, the Flintstones was definitely the better show. It was. See, like we're the better program if you take. There a step you go. Back. That was that oop for you, left. That's right. Do that oop for you. Yeah, we, we think the Jetsons is real nice, you know, very, very futuristic. A lot of bells and whistles. But when you want that foundation, mm -hmm. that foundational football program that's been yeah. around for a minute, yeah. that, that, that's hold on to some traditions we might have to let go in the next hundred years. Yeah. But for the first hundred, it's been working to a point. Yeah. It, 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 it's similar to the Cowboys. The Cowboys brand is untouchable. But the team, very touchable. Very mm -hmm. touchable. <laughs> they can bring the team to the brand level. Oh, man. Dallas Cowboy, man. It's over. Like it's football. over. It's Just over. Just like Notre Dame. If you it's let over. us start ripping off championships every two or three years and we just always in the paper – there won't mm -hmm. be any other team to like in college football, period. No, you're right. You're so right. So maybe it's a maybe it's a good thing we haven't start kicking butt like Alabama and running our dynasty. Cause we would take all the college football fans. Think about it. you got four for 40. You got your own TV network. Uh -huh. Prime time Saturday games. We got we got the the the, the resources, the alumni base. Uh-huh. Kids from all over the country. We we not just a area focused team. We like we like the the world. So it's gonna be interesting to see how we develop in these crucial transition years to cross over to a championship tier because it can only go one or two ways. We've been teetering on the 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 cliff of greatness for a long time. But at some point, it's the stock's going to drop. All stocks drop. Mm -hmm. But this is the tipping point. Because the, 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 the juice is almost run out. It's a little juice left in that container, left to just, just be feeling so good about the program and coming up with nine wins a season. The recruiting is getting overwhelmingly great because we pulling off all these recruits and they love Marcus Freeman. He's like Obama slash Will Smith. They got the program fresh and young. But you rip off the nine, ten wins, it's gonna get old real quick. Real quick. So these next two to three years is very important for not just Marcus Freeman, but for Notre Dame. Crossing over into a new TV deal, a new apparel. Nobody's gonna wear their apparel if you're an eight-win team. 
They won't even be good for uh, for stocking stuffers. You know the crazy thing? The Jetsons are Alabama, but George and George and Jane would definitely send Judy to Notre Dame for school. <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? That's how crazy it is, right? That's right. Like Judy, she seems like the daughter of like high tech, yeah. intergalactic, next level stuff. Next level stuff. That's the type of daughter that'll be walking in South Bend on a Chris Fall day, taking classes. That's right. That's Judy right. Jackson would definitely be a student at Notre Dame. She came down from the sky. Definitely. Went to school right in the area of the Flintstones for sure. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. So let's hop into the top five transfer quarterbacks and who's going to have the best season left. I'm going to give you the five quarterbacks and you tell me who's going to have the better season. EJ Uagalele as he goes to Oregon State. Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. Former Virginia quarterback Brendan Armstrong, who's the signal caller at North Carolina State. Former backup. At Texas, now starting quarterback at Purdue, Hudson Card, who actually spoke to Notre Dame, and Devin Leary, the former North Carolina State quarterback, who's now the quarterback at Kentucky. Mm, mm, mm. I would say Sam Hartman because he's got to. We're not going to mm. allow him to be a, a, a just a nine-win quarterback. So through stats and attrition, Sam should be the top two. Everybody else is predicated off of what Sam does for his team in college football. Hudson Card, I'm not expecting much from Purdue either way it goes. Mm. Who else we got on that list? Uh, Devin Leary at Kentucky. Devin Leary. you know, you went from a North Carolina State to Kentucky. It's a very lateral move. If he's not healthy, too much. not expecting too much. If he's healthy, I just don't know if he's surrounded by the skill position players. I like Devin Leary. Just I like. I think he's a solid college a quarterback. Seven, eight win quarterback. In yeah, the SEC. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, but he's going to the SEC. That's you win seven or maybe six or seven, maybe eight games. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put put all the because it's just you don't have enough around. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Armstrong once again. Can he get back to being the quarterback he was at Virginia at North Carolina State? You he's know, too turnover prone, bro. Just just a middle of the road guy. He's just yeah, an accident road. waiting to happen. Middle of the road. Sam Hartman is the only one with the potential to break through the, the average quarterback cesspool that there is right now due to the fact that he's going to have a, a far better roster around him mm-hmm. than everybody else. So he might get to highlight more of his skill with better yeah. play. Yeah. 
Yeah. He I will say this. I'm pulling for I'm pulling for DJ more than anybody on this list. You pulling for from an emotional side. Yes, from an emotional side. I'm pulling for DJ. I really am. I really am. But DJ got to get better too. Now he's at the perfect seat. I think he has the best fit out of all the quarterbacks. DJ? When you think of Oregon State, I'm thinking of DJ. Uh-huh. Just a personality of offense, the type of offense they are, the type of team they are. He is the great fit for Oregon State offense, for Oregon State team, for uh, Oregon State program. They got a uh, technically a five-star number one quarterback in their program. When the, yeah. when the last time Oregon State has ever had that? So fit perspective, DJ damn near should have went there first. <laughs> and I think he would have had more success there than at Clemson if he started at Oregon State. He's right. just a man. He's such a solid, you know. It's because of the person he is. Yeah, he's just a it's solid the person. Man, he's already graduated. You very intelligent young man. Being like you fit that. That's you, man. All academic, all all American. Just leader, captain of the team. The way he handled everything once he got benched at Clemson was like, yo, just Guys a good dude. For a DJ, absolutely. They're like, absolutely. oh man, you got this five-star, very humble dude that just want to play. Yeah, he may not be the greatest, but hell, it's better than what we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and I it's agree. that type of galvanizing culture that I think DJ fits in at Oregon State really well. It's sort of like a Michael Penix Jr. Mm. Broken down, coming from Indiana, goes to a nice shelter in Washington. That's Familiarity with his former OC. Yeah, not expecting yeah. much. They just he just want to play. They know his story. They think he's good. They mixed him with the right talent at the right conference. Yeah. Now they on top of the world. Yeah. So, from a fit perspective, Michael Penix and I know DJ's fit is going to be great because they already a top twenty five team without DJ. So it's not like DJ's falling out of the spotlight. Like how, you know, Dante going from Notre Dame to all the way out there in the corner of Oregon at first, you know, it's like, you know, five people may watch your show or <laughs> watch your game back in Michigan. You know, not many people going to watch a lot of Oregon State football games if you're not a real college football fan. Well, you know, I'll catch them like late night if I'm yeah, up on like Saturday you, night after we do the post game show or something. You yeah. Know, you had all the excitement for the day. Yeah. You lay in bed and wind down and watch a 67 to 68 <laughs> Oregon State and somebody ball game, cow ball game. Yo. I mean, Oregon State, man, always finds a way to be a really tough team to play. And Corvallis just seems to be a tough place to play historically for Pac-12 teams, man. So. You have to respect the program. You have to respect the program. But like you said, they have one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the program. <laughs> no, man. Definitely one of the best leaders and people that yeah, you can have. Yeah, a guy you instantly just want to be around. It's that Samoan culture in him. You just, you just a oose. You know, you just want to just play with them. He's never too up or too down. I think that's just how and Samoan yeah. coach is. Them boys is always even killed, man. Great guys to be around. DJ's a good kid. 
you know, he was a good kid that got caught up in the – not even caught up. He was surrounded by a lot of media fanfare, went to Bosco, no more team in the country. Mm-hmm. Sort of how Nico Emma Valida is kind of traveling in that hype yeah. situation where it's like, man, it's a this is a him type of position. Either you do yeah. or not. So sympathy involved. So if you're not playing great, nobody's going to feel bad for you. Uh, filed under Malik doesn't give a darn. Did you see that your boy Joe Milton uh, was at a camp this weekend and threw the ball 82 yards? Yeah, <laughs> he, he can throw it deep now. So, you know, but that don't mean too much for me. I mean, it would mean a lot to know the name, though. So once again, Bronte Johnson will be visiting Notre Dame. And here's his film, Indiana kid, loves Notre Dame, uh, has some issues with his grades. He seemed to straighten that out. Happy for him. See, that's all I need to hear right there, has some issues with his grades. I mean, we got some kids in there with some edge. (laughs) That's what that means, left. Yeah, I want a kid that has some trouble in school here and there. Maybe had an in-school suspension one or two times, you know. Give me something with, with a kid that's like, you know what, maybe I will break the rules today. Because that's the balance you need on the football team that's worth winning. You said maybe I will break the rules. Yeah, just let me just not go to class today and see what happens. You need some of that on the football team. Why is LeBron James the most entertaining player in sports? It's something always going on. It's not necessarily bad, but it ain't, it's, just, it's newsworthy. It's worthwhile. No name needs to be newsworthy as a team again. When Michael Floyd was getting arrested and stuff, Notre Dame was vibing as a team. People was tuned Look, in. I'm sure Mike Floyd doesn't want you like rem- reminding people no, but about I'm it. Saying, but people was talking about Notre Dame at that time. When Tommy was getting punched in the eye and all that. At the parties. At the parties and at the bar. And then Jimmy Clausen getting punched up at the bar. That's when Notre Dame was hot. And we was only, what, eight wins? We, we have to win 12 games to be talked about. That's crazy. <laughs> But when Michael Ford and was getting arrested and Tommy was getting beat up and all of that stuff, we was winning eight games. But we was one of the most talked about teams. We just need a little bit of edge like that to get that perspective back at Notre Dame. We just not a boarding school, you know. But man, I even I remember that when, you know, when all the stuff going, the scandals, the scandals made better for us. Oh, what we do man. after that academic scandal? Left with some- we're supposed to be talking about Bronte Johnson, his size and speed <laughs> in the recruiting class. And you like the fact that he had, he had issues in the classroom. That's all I need to hear. That means we taking chances at Notre Dame. Because, you know, the guys that we get got the 4.0s and stuff, we, it's, it, it, they Matt Salernos. They Salernos and Salamis and stuff. Matt Salernos and Salamis? Come on. You get, you get Bronte Johnson, struggled with English. But he's great on the field. I like that's a good scouting report. What struggled in math? Great on the on the go. Right I was about to say, why does he have to struggle with English? Yeah, why can't he struggle with like physics or something? It don't matter. The the easier the class, the better the recruit. That's the that's recruiting in twenty twenty three. I got a kid on my team right now. Don't got a good grade to save his life. <laughs> And he can and he can ball. He can ball. Got an SC offer. Got a Utah offer. <laughs> Excuse and me. And we're gonna bring them grades up because he knows the significance and value of having good grades now. He got the right attention. So it, at, at some point, kids wake up. 
Like, yo. If you put $100,000 in front of kids, they'll get good grades. But that's just like anything if you're doing it of getting something out of it. There's a reward to things that you go to work for every day, in my opinion. Education should be, in my opinion, education should be something to where somebody is invested on their own time and trying to learn something. When you're on a broad mass education thing like schools are, this should be, it should be based on a reward system. You know what I mean? That's why parents give kids money for having good grades, even though I don't think that's a good idea, but that happens because it needs to be a reward system when it comes to that. So any 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 uh any thoughts about the, the explosiveness of Bronte Johnson? <laughs> Man, once you told me his grades, I thought it was the perfect recruit for us at a time like this. Because because I know when he's not on the field, he's out there in the gym. That's why his grades aren't good. He in the weight room. He he catching passes on the jug machine late night. That's why his grades aren't good. So now we we teach the kid balance. That's all we need to do. Notre Dame's great for teaching you balance. So where he's lacking, we're fine. We take a ready-made product. Sometimes we need a non-ready-made product. Something to put on the recruiting brochures. <laughs> bad grades, turn him into a 4.0 student. He was already a baller, so we end up getting him out in three years because that's what Notre Dame does. That's how we recruit. Hey, I bet you if we get him, he plays in two years. How about that? Yo, hey, man, this is one of the best segments we've ever had on this show, bro. This is the best film breakdown. I do. I might put this on the best of on Sunday morning. Bro. I'm this telling is, you, it's the truth. absolutely fantastic. Oh, my goodness. It's the truth. Because we would have a look at it. Just instinctual oh. player. There we go. We need that. He plays free. He plays creatively. There we go. You know. So I think that this is a great. And we haven't had one of these quick screen guys on the squad in a long time. Yeah, because like, we got overthinkers. We got smart. He's trying to put Jaden Thomas in that spot. And it's like that's oh, that's no. not him. <laughs> that's not him. He, he he too he too big body for that. <laughs> you know. We need one of them Kevin Stephersons outside. You know what I mean? Good call. We got a couple of super chats. Marky Stewart says, I'm dying laughing at Malik right now. Bad at English, good on the field. He's right, though. Let's take some chances. That's it. Dion doing it. Dion take a single single parent uh D lineman. Oh man, that cat Dion is wild. If Fox <laughs> hey. offers you 100 k would you would you vote? For, I don't know. If, for what for? Like, Malik, is that a, is that for Malik? Just giving me bread? But yeah, <laughs> I'll bolt to the bread. If Fox gave you one hundred thousand, but you bolt. Oh man! If that film breakdown of Bronte Johnson was brought to you by. The lucky lucky the kind of cares. The kind of cares. You know, I'll be the GM of the year. Oh man. 
Woo, left. You made me laugh, bro. And my <laughs> job as the host is not to laugh. It's the truth. <laughs> someone asked, does someone asked a pretty interesting question? Uh, do your kids know that you have a Notre Dame podcast? <laughs> they will soon enough. You know, right now they're on uh, Rachel. Uh, uh, they on, um, uh, what's that? What's the one black called? Gracie's Corner. Gracie's Corner, okay. We watch the NFL Network in Undisputed every morning. So they 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 watching film. They just don't know it yet. All right. Great show today, man. Absolutely fantastic show. As we leave out, what are your thoughts about Marcus Freeman, Freeman being ranked 30th? Hey, when you're at the bottom, all you can do is look up. Yep. And I think it's, I, you know, I would have liked for him to be in the 20s, but, hey, I get it. He has to prove himself. He got to prove himself. You know, yeah. I would put him in the top five if, if I was biased. But it's good that he's at 30. Because when he come on the scene, he start being coach of the year. I don't want to hear none of that. Oh, he did it. No, no, no. Keep him at 30. <laughs> we might even have to do an apparel marketing campaign and just put the number 30 on the shirt. Yeah. yeah. Your favorite coach is number 30, question mark? That's the shirt. No, son, no, son. We're getting into it right now, John Massey. Last-minute super chat. Just got in the last few minutes. What's the latest with Justin Scott? Mark, go watch the first 10 minutes of the show. He's going to be all right. Yeah, we talked about Caleb Beasley, Justin Scott, latest news, everything. Thank you for the super chat, my guy. We appreciate you. Oh, K-Mac says he believes the dude was asking if Malik's players watch SD. I mean, they would be watching the show in order to watch me, so I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know. What type of tape? Do they have a media tape on me or something? Uh-huh. They scout me out? <laughs> Compare me to Unk? I mean, <laughs> Oh man, you think Unc got his stuff back, dude? Did he get his stuff no, back? No. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Pettiest Stories of the Day, brought to you by Adore Whiskey, AdoreWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AdoreWhiskey.com. I actually like this prime time vibe, bro. It's smooth. It's smooth. It's we like to mix it up. Quiet Storm, you know, the 92.1 Quiet Storm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we might have to mix it up in the month of June, <laughs> do a couple of more prime time shows. I like the vibe. I like the vibe. Bro, let me tell you something. That performance by the Celtics last night after getting to a game seven.
And Charles Barkley has to go on the petty train as well. He's constantly allowed Kenny and Shaq to get him to say the most pause-worthy things on live TV. Oh, and Shaq, and Shaq doesn't even hold it back anymore. <laughs> he just like, what? He, he made him do what? <laughs> and he just keeps saying it, bro. And I think Charles knows he keeps saying it. So, and they don't stop him either. They lucky that Cameron and Mace ain't on. And if Cameron and Mace got on, they wouldn't be able to finish the show. Hey, I think one time that dude Charles was like, "Yeah, boy, I like to sit on that thing." He said, "I like to sit on that big green monster." That big, yes, that big green monster. Yeah, dude, and Chuck just keeps going. I'm like, Chuck, Chuck, come on, yeah. man. That's what makes the show great. The finals, they're tripping. Marketing, NBA business, you need to put mm -hmm. TNT as, as host of the finals. Get that crew on. You know, I don't want to see Stephen A for the finals. I like Stephen A in the morning. Let me, okay. let me tell you who, explain this to me, bro. Let's talk fandom. Can we talk fandom? Because a lot of people might end up on a petty train. I was watching game six on Saturday. And I'm looking courtside and I see Diddy and Carisha. <laughs> now, Carisha is from Miami, right? Okay. Is she? I'm asking. Is she originally from Miami? Probably. Young Miami? Probably. I'm assuming she is. Um, Diddy... You're supposed to be a New York Knicks fan, bro. <laughs> You're not from Miami, bro. <laughs> like, stop. Stop trying to act like you're the biggest Miami Heat fan. Stop, man. Listen, stop. you got that much money, you a fan of anything. Come yeah. on, dog. Come on, left. That's like, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Now, this is the true test. It's a true test. <laughs> are you a Lakers fan or are you a Cleveland Cavaliers fan? I'll be more Cleveland than I am a Lakers fan. I don't really. You're, you're a Lakers fan because LeBron is there. Of course. That, see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I don't have no affinity for the Lakers, honestly. I mean, I, I grew up in Ohio. Dude, you have so many people in the NBA, dude, that are celebrities now that live in L.A. and live in these towns, acting like they big-time fans of these teams. And they're from, like, the Midwest somewhere, a totally different city with a different team. It's like, man, get on the petty train. Stop. <laughs> Look, that's one thing I can say about Kanye. I don't care how big he got, he always came back to the United Center. Oh, that dude, sure. he never left the Bulls. Never. Ever. Now, he needs to leave those sculpted T-shirts alone because he <laughs> looks like a fool. You can throw him on a petty train for that foolishness. But the thing is, it's a, it's a, he's trying to make it so these these little stands out here stop copying his swag. Everybody want to dress like him, so he's dressing in the most ridiculous stuff. Fact. So and watch copying him. <laughs> and, and people, I, I bet, I guarantee you, somehow, some way, people are going to copy it. Them ugly yoga pant things, oh, oh, with the biker with the shirt with the shoulder pads in it, right? Oh, right, <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Crazy, great show. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 11 a.m. Have a special guest for you, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Hey, 
have it. Yeah, what's left of it, but make sure that you spend it different. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.